Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, how does having interim head coach Antonio Pierce make this star Raider feel? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, November 14th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. Thank to you and thanks to my guy Ari. does a great job each and every day making sure we're on YouTube. We're looking good. We're sounding good. Ari does a great job each and every day. We definitely appreciate him. You can hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. And you know we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line 707. 7654-4693. Always available if you want to be a part of the show. We definitely encourage you to do that. We will get back to calls and texts coming up in today's show. Didn't have any on Monday. Had a lot of Raiders locker room sound. I wanted to make sure I tried to get to as much as possible. We'll get to a little bit more of that today as well. But I uh, definitely want to get your calls and texts, get your feedback coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I will take you inside the Raiders locker room, try to let you hear from Mad Max Crosby and Josh Jacobs. I hope to get both in coming up in segment number two, but we'll see uh, what the time looks like because they're both a little bit lengthy, but we should be able to squeeze both of those in to segment number two. Here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes, whatever I was able to gather throughout the course of the day and bring to the show here on this Tuesday as the Raiders are still kind of thinking about their victory over the Jets, 16-12, to improving overall in their record 5-5. and We'll start to turn the page to the uh, Miami Dolphins, who will be Week 11 action. We'll start to do that on tomorrow's show. But before we get into anything on today's show, I do want to let you know it's being brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase the Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on the show. Again, the Raiders get the 16-12 to victory over the Jets to improve to 5-5 five and five overall. And with that win, Interim head coach Antonio Pierce becomes one of only seven coaches in Raiders history to win each of his first two career games at the helm of the silver and black. He is just the third interim head coach to accomplish that feat. So uh, well done so far for uh, Antonio Pierce. And I don't know what the the future holds for AP. I don't know if he's going to be the long-term solution. I mean, he mentioned it after the game in his post-game presser that as long as he's there with the Raiders and he's the uh, interim head coach or he's the head coach, period, they're going to have a lot of fun. He doesn't know what the future holds. He doesn't know how long that's going to be, but he knows he got at least seven more games guaranteed. But so far, so good. He's given the Raiders a lot of uh, a hope and a lot of energy and a lot of juice and a really good feeling as he's the interim head coach. And I know he's given Raider Nation a lot of good feelings and a lot of good vibes as well. So I'm sure that everyone is rooting for him and uh, we'll see what happens. But he's got at least seven more games guaranteed to show what he can do. And we'll get into more deep diving about what we think it's going to take for Antonio Pierce to become the interim head coach or not the interim head coach, but take the interim title off and actually be the full-time head coach. Of course, that can't be decided till following the season. The Raiders have to set up some interviews with some people outside the, the building. So it'll be a process. It won't be like the season gets wrapped up and they just say, okay, you're the uh, head coach. They're going to have to do at least some interviews, conduct some interviews and talk to some folks, and then they'll make a decision one way or the other. 
Uh, also found this to be pretty interesting, and this is something that I actually noticed following the game as I was at uh, Allegiant Stadium Sunday Night Football, so I wasn't watching the TV broadcast, but I had it brought to my attention uh, what the NBC broadcast said about running back Josh Jacobs and the fact that now that Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach right now, he feels respected, and for the first time the last two weeks that he actually feels like and is thinking about returning to the Silver and Black in 2024, something I found to be pretty interesting. Here's the NBC broadcast talking about that exact thing on the game on, uh, on Sunday Night Football. Check it out. Mike, Josh Jacobs told me since Antonio Pierce took over, he feels like he's respected a lot more. He didn't feel like that at the start of the season. He didn't feel like they were trying to feature him then. Pierce told him he is the heart and soul of this team. He loved hearing that, said it's made him lock in. Jacobs told me this is the first time all season he's thought, I'll actually be back next year. So I had that brought to my attention early on Monday, and I thought that that was pretty interesting. So I had Amber Theo Harris, who's fantastic at what she does. She works for the Silver and Black. She does a Silver and Black show with James Jones and Eric Allen, real good friend of mine. She also does Sirius XM radio, uh, NFL action. She's been covering the league for a very long time, very knowledgeable. And I usually have her on my radio show at least once a week. That's Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio. Radio 920, and I did that on uh, Monday and had that conversation with her just about the team, what she's seen from the team, what she's seen from Antonio Pierce, the defense, and how they're sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. But I also brought up what you just heard from NBC about Josh Jacobs wanting to stay with the Silver and Black, at least thinking about wanting to stay with the Silver and Black for the first time, as opposed to how he was feeling earlier in the season. And I posed that question to Amber, and uh, her answer was pretty interesting, pretty lengthy, and also talked about the contract negotiations. I thought you'd find this very interesting check it out what amber had to say yeah i mean he hasn't told me that he wants to be back with the raiders so that was you know nbc's report so i can't comment on that but i do know i was very close to the negotiations that were going down um with with josh jacobs at the time as he was you know they franchise tagged him and and he wasn't going to show up in that back and forth and he very much felt straight from the horse's mouth he very much felt disrespected like they didn't respect him they didn't see a future in him because they were only trying to get his camp was only trying to get two years. That was the minute they were just saying, "Could you give me a two year deal?" And we want to be around the twenty four, twenty two to twenty four million dollar range because you're going to pay him ten million dollars this year, and if you tag him again, you're going to pay him twelve million dollars next year. Right. So can we just kind of have a guaranteed money base of twenty two? And James Ziegler wasn't willing to do that, mm. and and he felt like, well then how much do you respect me if, if I'm, I'm not asking to break the bank? Right. I'm asking you to pay me what you're probably going to pay me anyway, like a logical request. So you must not believe in me. You must not believe I, you want me here. So the way he saw it was, all right, I'll just sign this. I'll play my butt off this year. And then, you know, don't, don't franchise tag me again. You know, I, don't, I, I might sit out because I want to show you that if you franchise tag me, I'm going to sit out again. I don't want to be here. Um, and that was his biggest priority was to not be franchise tag a second year in a row if they weren't going to be willing to give him a two-year deal. So to hear that from other outlets reporting that he has changed his stance on that is exciting. And if I was, you know, if I was Champ Kelly, Champ Kelly I'd be talking right now. Right. You know, like, hey, what, what are you guys thinking about? I'd be calling his agent, Chad, and saying, what, what, what do you want to do? It's a, it's a new day. Yeah. He's young. He's 26 years old. He's missed six games in his entire career. He's a durable young back. You can't find that in the NFL. 
figure out how to keep him here. If he wants to be here, that could be a really great piece. So there you go. You hear it right there from Amber Thea Harris, and you heard what she said. Uh, this is from the horse's mouth. So that was the communication that Josh Jacobs had given her during the contract negotiations. She said she was very close to him during the negotiations and his agent during the negotiations, and so she knew what was going on, and you heard the money value that the, the, the running back and his agent was looking for and what the Raiders weren't willing to do. Uh, but now for the first time, uh, Josh Jacobs is feeling respected and real happy to play under Antonio Pierce. Now, again, I don't know what that means, if he's going to be the long-term solution as the head coach position, but uh, this is a similar situation to what the Raiders suff- uh, faced when they had Rich Bisaccia as the interim head coach, where so many of the players wanted him to stay on. And I remember me specifically thinking that, yeah, he's probably not going to uh, you know, stay on as the head coach. He's probably just going to be only an interim, and they're going to move on and find someone else, which is ultimately what Mark Davis did. And they went and got Josh McDaniels and brought in the whole staff, and uh, clearly that didn't work out. Now, I will say there's some good pieces that came from that. Right. I mean, right now the defense is playing really well under Patrick Graham. Antonio Pierce is only the interim head coach because Josh McDaniels hired him. Right. There's certain guys like Bo Hardegree, who's the interim offensive coordinator. Well, he's not perfect, but he's done a pretty good job through two games. He's only there because of uh, the staff of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. So there are some things that like Robert Spillane. He's only there because Dave Ziegler signed him as a free agent, right? Michael Mayer, they selected him as a draft pick. I mean, there's a lot of things. We can go down this rabbit hole of what was good that the staff brought to the table, but clearly what they didn't bring to the table was winning and the locker room. They didn't make the locker room feel like the locker room feels right now. But I thought that was some pretty interesting nuggets that Amber Theo Harris dropped on me on my radio show on Monday, again, on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 and uh, yeah hopefully I'm hoping for the long term that Josh is able to stick around with the Raiders for at least a couple more years right I mean of course this season didn't get off the way you wanted it to start but he's still over 600 yards rushing Uh, he's still doing what he does he's still the heart and soul of the team as Antonio Pierce has has told him in the last two weeks right he's gotten almost 100 yards last week uh, against the Giants getting 98 yards and a couple touchdowns and then goes over 100 yards gets 116 yards on the day on Sunday against the Jets. And so you can see what he brings to the table, and there's still at least seven games guaranteed left on the on the schedule. Let's see how Josh Jacobs finishes this, uh, this season out. But really like what he brings to the table. Really think that the Raiders need that, that force, need that guy as the running back on this team moving forward. But just love to hear that he's feeling better. He's in a much better place now with AP as the coach. And he's not the only one. You see Devontae Adams in the locker room smiling and dancing and Max Crosby liking, lighting up stogies. And, I mean, just a lot of good things, a lot of positivity, music playing. Uh, you know, guys respect AP. They're going out there and playing hard. And even when he coaches them hard, like he got on Marcus Peters tough on Sunday for not – Uh, tackling and that's something that's been an issue with Marcus Peters all season long since the Raiders signed him he just has not been getting after it trying to tackle guys and I know that that's not exactly why the Raiders signed him they signed him to be a ball hawk go get the ball and take it to the end zone like he did against the Detroit Lions but he's also got to make an effort to tackle somebody he's just not getting that done so I I love the fact that Antonio Pierce was all over him about that and uh, he didn't push back he didn't fight back he didn't try to pull uh, Marcus Peters against John Harbaugh where he started fighting back and arguing with him he heard what he had to say, and he got after it. So uh, clearly, Antonio Pierce has the the ear and the respect of all the players in that locker room. But that's all I got for you for 7 of 1 of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Speaking of locker room, we'll go inside the locker room. We'll hear from Mad Max Crosby for sure. Maybe Josh Jacobs as well if I have enough time. We'll do that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. And we'll get right after that, get into it, right after I tell you about Jace Medical. 
Whether you're on extended travel, racing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics, they got that. You want it? They got it. Go online right now at jacemedical.com. Receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember, use that promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, and I quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half just to have it. Ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone End quote. So if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to make sure I take you inside the Raiders locker room one more time before we turn the page and start thinking about week 11 action and the Miami Dolphins. So two of the stars of the team just spent a lot of time in segment number one talking about Josh Jacobs and the fact that he's starting to feel respected uh, within the organization where he wasn't feeling respected with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler in the mix because of all the contract situation and what they weren't willing to do when it comes to that contract extension. So uh, Josh Jacobs, the last two weeks has been really good. Uh, went for 116 yards on Sunday and had that big 40-yard run that really helped break things open for the silver and black and eventually lead to them getting in the end zone, a touchdown pass to Michael Mayer. So let's go ahead and start off with Josh Jacobs. Here's what uh, running back number one had to say following the game in the Raiders locker room. Check it out. Last week, there was no reason I did this week. How important was that number for you? What did we get? Uh, 116. 116? I didn't know. I was just hoping the defense, uh, you know, didn't let me down on that one. You know, I didn't want to be the reason why we lost. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure you've had a lot of games like this now. You've had such a long career. But what's it like when the first 15 carries or whatever, you're doing the best you can but just getting limited to short gains? You always have the confidence you're going to break one. And then what's it feel like when you finally have that 40-yarder? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we was doing a lot of runs in the beginning to play off of it. You know, we knew we was going to play off it eventually. Uh, so I just told him, you know, stick with stick with what we was doing. And then, you know, uh, when it was time to run at them, we did. Uh, you know, the offensive line, they kind of came over to me and told me what they see and what they feel, what they thought the defense was trying to uh, accomplish against the run. And literally the next play, we, we hit for the big one. So shout out to them. How big was it for them without that to kind of mix and match and some mm-hmm. technical goals, but still find a way to get you guys some space? Yeah, for Jermaine, man, you know, obviously, you know, in this league, it's all, it, on any level, it's hard to go from right to left. So to see him coming in and do that and, you know, give, give everything he had and, and play pretty good, uh, I think that that just speaks to, you know, the type of character he has and, uh, you know, the work that he put in this week. Man, I told him on the sideline, I said, you know, everybody don't want the burden. You know, uh, I said, I want the burden, put the burden on me. And however it go, you know, I feel like I can live with it. So literally like a drive or two after that, you know, we, we went out there and we started moving the ball. So, I mean, I think everybody bit down and, you know, uh, had, a, had the same mindset to accomplish the goal that we wanted to accomplish. How much took us through that uh, 40-yard game when you kind of cut back to the big end and put you guys in the red zone? Yeah, we was in the huddle. Literally, uh, <clears throat> Greg told me, he said, man, look, they want you to bounce outside, keep it inside, just, just trust it. I was like, okay, I got, I got you. Literally, that, same, that next play, we, we hit a big one. So that was really him. <laughs> How important was it for team morale and all just to like really get this win and uh, do it against a good defense? 
I mean, I think it's I think it's good just because you know we we know what type of team that we have here and to be able to see even when when it's not perfect to still squeeze out the wins. Uh, I think that speaks volumes to you know what this team what we trying to do um, and where we trying to go. Um, I, I tell people all the time uh, in the locker room, don't blink. Because uh, this is not a fluke. You know, to me, it's not a fluke. What we put in, the work that we put in, I feel like it's going to pay off. And hopefully we continue to keep doing it. The aggressive your- play calling by Bo, is that something you guys can kind of get behind and rally around? Yeah, man. I, the thing that I like about Bo uh, the most is obviously, yeah, you know, he t- he takes his chances and things like that. But he also listens to the, to the other coaches, man. If we feel like something is not working or we feel like we, you know, didn't get to a play that we needed to get to, um, he, he goes in there and he listens to the coaches and he goes out there and call it. So that's the thing that I would say that's, you know, the, the biggest thing that I like about him, man, is that he coachable too. Oh, man. Ain't no Connor showed a lot of boys out there. Just how have you seen him grow and mature as a quarterback out there since he's been coming to start it? Yeah, man, I always tell him all the time. Like, I go up to him and I'm like, man, believe in yourself. We believe in you. And I look him in, in his eyes every time. And the thing that I like is, you know, he can, he can have a bad play or whatever. And he'll come back in, and he'll command the huddle the next drive, and he'll get everybody going. He he demand that respect, and uh, I mean for a rookie, I think that that's that's huge. And um, hopefully he can keep doing that, keep learning, keep growing, and uh, moving forward. Josh, every game is not going to be a blowout, obviously. What do you think is important to you guys showing the grit and toughness that it took to to this question? Yeah, at the end of the day, a win is a win. I don't care how you get it. Some people might say we don't win the way we want to. A win is a win, you know. Uh, it's still it's still a positive, you know, knock on the you know on the sheet. So. Man, I think that the, the wins like this, especially against that type of defense, uh, to be able to grind it out, you know, compete, you know, it really felt like a slow fest out there. You know, uh, I was getting hit by, by three or four people on some plays. I'm like, damn, you know, but I was getting back up. And I'm like, all right, we're we going to come back at you. So uh, talk, I talked to, uh, you know, uh, Bo Jackson this week, and uh, he just told him, he said, man, you run them off over, you pick them up, you say, all right, I'm going to come back uh, 40 seconds later. And uh, I try to have that mentality today. When the, the you guys defense supports the three field goals in the first half, how much energy do they give guys on offense that are still in the game? Man, if you look at the defense the last few weeks, really, man, they've been doing what they're supposed to. Uh, like I said, they, they saved me today. So, uh, you know, I, I went up personally and shook all their hands, you know, after the game. But, uh, hopefully that we can continue to, you know, keep stacking and, and, and finding what works for us and allowing our players to, you know, play, play free and, and be fast, you know. I think we. This is the most we've had like turnovers in consecutive games, and not since I've been here. Uh, so I think that's a huge uh, testament to me. Tight ends are You that dude is good, bro. Yeah. I think people like people sleep on how good he's going to be. Like I, I really watch him. I, I tell him all the time. I said, man, I, I appreciate you. I don't think it's going unnoticed at practice every week. Uh, just because the way he works, the way he, he, how professional he is as a rookie, the way he, he wants to be in the game and he wants that moment. Uh, and, you know, we always say top shelf pullback. And so when he caught it, you see everybody turned up because he did the top shelf pullback. So, man, that's a testament to him for sure. So there's Josh Jacobs talking about he's happy to get a win. A win is a win. He don't care what it looks like. He's just happy to get a win in the NFL and talking about the offensive line, talking about the team. You hear him talking about Antonio Pierce, uh, Bo Hardegree, what he likes about what Bo's doing. Uh, just clearly you can see that that there's a, a uptick in what's going on with these guys in the locker room, uh, how excited 
excited they are to play for Antonio Pierce. And one thing that stood out to me in a major way, talking to guys in the locker room following the game, not just this week, uh, but last week as well, is every one of them has said that they want to go win for Antonio Pierce. They don't want to let him down. And that means something. That really does. When a player does not want to let uh, a coach down, that lets you know how much they respect that coach. And I never once had one player say, hey, man, I just want to win uh, for Josh McDaniels. I want to make sure we get a, a win for Josh. I think Derek Carr said that at the podium, and I don't even think he meant that. <laughs> right. Uh, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but, uh, you know, for the most part, there's really been no players that went out on limb. and was like, man, I want to win for McDaniels. But every one of them says they want to win for Antonio Pierce, including Max Crosby. Want to let you hear from him as well. I know it's going to make this segment go a little bit longer than normal, but let's go ahead and uh, let you hear from Max Crosby as we'll close out the locker room sound uh, on for this week. Uh, as the Raiders prepare starting tomorrow, we'll start talking about uh, the Raiders prepare for the Miami Dolphins week 11 action. But here's Max Crosby in the Raiders locker room. It starts with Hondo Carpenter making a statement about the cigar celebration, not only in the locker room, but amongst Raider Nation. Max, you're influencing Raider Nation. I don't know if you heard, but there people are lighting up victory cigars in Allegiant Stadium tonight. <laughs> That's what it's all about. We love it. Um, you know, the fans are just as important as anything. And, uh, you know, without them, we, you know, there is no Raider Nation. So, yeah, we want them to join in and start uh, sparking up with us. We love it. Max, what do you think of uh, your defense coming on, coming out on top in a defensive battle against one of the best defenses in the NFL? And without it needing a, a three-sack performance or, you know, a game-clinching safety from you or anything like that? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, we just kept fighting. Um, you know, unfortunately, I was close too many times, but I uh, got to just finish. Um, but everybody stayed together. Um, we kept working. And uh, you just see the guys, you know, staying together. And that's what we talked about. You know, AP talked about synergy, everyone being on the same page, feeding off each other's energy. And um, I think you feel that out there. There's no panic. You just go out there and get a stop, and we'll keep moving. How the tough was that battle tonight? How tough was that? It was a war, you know. <laughs> they sent a lot of stuff, you know. They were, you know, not just chipping. The tight ends were staying in a lot. Conklin was uh, joking with me, and uh, <laughs> that's my guy. I've played him versus, uh, ever since he was at Central Michigan. So um, he was just he was messing with me. He's like, bro, you're not letting me run routes tonight. I'm just staying in a blocking. <laughs> so uh, it made it a little bit harder. But uh, you just got to keep battling and uh, keep keep going. And, uh, yeah, you know, just to get another win, holding the 12 points, you know, it's, it's awesome. Cameras caught your reaction to the touchdown. Looks, it was pretty great. You had a big exhale. Uh, what would what, you see on that play, and what was that like? Yeah, I just, you know, I seen Aiden, you know, step up in the pocket, make a make a nice throw, and you know, Mike, big Mike went up, and made a big play. So I was super happy for him. His first career touchdown. So special moment. What do you think of your rook? Obviously, he's showing a lot of poise. A rookie quarterback, and they're calling a game, asking him to do what he can do. How special is that for you, Max? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, consistency is all you ask for, and uh, you know, Aiden's doing. A really good job you know he knows he's got room to improve and um you know he's looking for that one percent every day so uh guys like that that's exactly who you want you know leading the way and um you know i'm super happy for him he's got to keep improving and i uh, have no doubt he will describe how you feel when uh, that interception happened in late in the fourth quarter when they were driving oh that was huge you know uh spill steps up makes a huge play um it's what he does. You know, he's a great player. He came in here, um, you know, since day one with the right mindset. And uh, he's been a huge part of this defense. So super happy for him. Will you talk about how this team is responding to AP? I mean, fourth down on your side of the 50, he's going for it. He's just showing a ton of guts, grit. Really, he's you guys. Will you talk about how this team is responding to him, please? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I feel like everyone's responding really well. Um, AP is... You know, he could relate on a player level, um, you know, not, you know, as long as as well as a, you know, 
coach as well. So um, he has that different type of energy that everyone feeds into. Um, he was a captain when he played, um, and he's just a great leader. So everyone feeds into that. And then him calling, you know, going for it on fourth and downs and things like that. Um, you know, it just instills confidence in the guys. You know, he believes in us, and he believes in the offense, and, uh, you know, that's all you can ask for in a coach. Was it difficult to kind of temper emotions coming off of last week into this one, and how did the team kind of come together to do that? No, you know, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about that. Like, all right, was it just, you know, emotional win, and how, the, how can they respond? Um, you know, I feel like the guys had a great week. Um, we focused on what was important. You know, the outside noise is the outside noise, but we, uh, we just kept working. You know, everybody stepped up. Um, during the week, we had a great week of practice, and, you know, we just got to keep moving and uh, you know, improving in the right direction. So uh, you saw that um, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't pretty, but um, we got a, you know we found a way to win, and uh, we won as a team. As a captain, that was one of the, the Jets are one of the best defenses in all the National Football League. Down Colton Miller. Yeah. Can you talk about the fight your offensive line showed tonight? They had their hands full, but. It wasn't like they were playing a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, no doubt. You know, the Jets have a lot of great players on that on that front and defense in general. So uh, the way they responded, um, it just speaks, you know, credit to them as, as people and players. So, uh, yeah, you know, those guys battled all night. Um, they found a way, and when we needed it, um, they stepped up. So super proud of those guys. Um, they worked their ass off every day. So happy for them. You talked really early on about uh, when, when Robert Spillane came here about how he – how you guys really clicked, connected, and and recently you talked about how he he came to you early on, and so how how do you would you say you guys have fed off of each other throughout yeah, the season? Yeah, you know I've I've known Spillane since college. Uh, he went to Western. Um, we've we've known each other, seen each other play from afar for a long time, and uh, yeah, you know when I got on the phone and during free agency, we you know we had a great talk and. Um, I was trying to convince him to come here, and um, you know he ended up coming. So uh, since day one, you know he comes in. He's he's been working his ass off, and uh, he's just a great dude to be around. He br- he brings energy all the time. Uh, he loves football, and uh, you know those are the type of guys you want to play with. So there you go. You hear from Mad Max Crosby. He's always the last one uh, that we talk to in the locker room. That's why it's always the. Uh, the quietest uh, in the background when we talk to him because he is literally the last dude. He takes his time getting to his locker room. He has his own, you know, a routine, which is fine. It's no problem. Uh, you know, a shout out to the Raiders PR. They allow us to hang around and hang around and hang around to get our opportunity to talk to Max. And so he's always really willing to give us a few minutes of his time. We appreciate that. Uh, but you could tell, you know, Josh Jacobs, we talked to him. It was a lot louder in the locker room because, well, there was a lot more people in there. When Max, we had finally had an opportunity to talk to Max, it was empty. So there you go. Mad Max Crosby in the Raiders locker room following the 16 to 12 victory over the Jets. Coming up in segment number three, what's on your mind? Your calls and texts at 707-654-4693. We'll get to that after I tell you about FanDuel. Score right now this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, all new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, you should. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. One of my favorites is definitely the player props. It just makes it a lot more fun. I was actually doing my radio show Monday night on ESPN Game Night with Emmett Golden, and he had a a, a four-piece parlay going uh, with multiple player props, and he actually hit it. And so right in the middle of the, the show, he was like, yes, yes. I was like, what are you celebrating? Oh, I just won. I just won. I had this parlay going. So you can do that, and FanDuel, the app, will help you do that. And uh, you can win a lot of money, just like my guy Emmett did. Uh, on Monday night while we were doing the show. Thought that that was kind of cool. So right now, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Easy e in L.A. He's calling to talk about the Raiders being back. Also, he's back, right? It's been a minute since we heard from him. Easy e in L.A. Hey, Q Pac. Yeah, man, we back. This is Easy e calling from Los Angeles, man. I'm so glad for Raider Nation. We we back. We back to life, back to reality, back to doing what we do. This is how we play football. We got and I'm so happy we got Antonio, and he's bringing back that Raider swagger. So we back, Raider Nation, doing what we do. All right. Easy E, and I'm out from L.A. I ain't called in two years, but I'm back. All right, later. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, it does feel good for the Raiders to, you know, have a couple dubs in a row, you know, get the excitement back in the building, get the excitement back in the locker room, and more importantly, in my opinion, get the excitement back with Raider Nation, right? It's been something that's been missing for quite a while, and I've said it multiple times. I didn't really realize how dark it was until you remove the darkness, then you realize, oh, wow, this is totally different. I mean, we had all really kind of got accustomed to what was going on, so it doesn't – it wasn't something that affected us to the point where – we thought it was like so obvious, but once it was gone, it was like, whoa, <laughs> this is different. This is fun. This is exciting. Okay, cool. You know, and, and it just it just totally changes the game. And again, um, we had just kind of got accustomed to it and didn't realize how, how bad and how dark it was. But uh, clearly times were not good and they're a lot better now. Now, you know, the Raiders are also winning. They also go on a losing streak. Maybe things change. Maybe things get dark again. Uh, I think Antonio Pierce will do a better job keeping the team together regardless, keeping them fired up and excited uh, from a former player position that's been there, done that. But, uh, you know, winning cures all. So if they start losing, well, then, you know, you, you got to see how they deal with adversity. And I'm sure that will come sooner rather than later, especially the next couple of weeks as they're taking on the Dolphins and then back at home hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Up next, got a text from Raider 57 in Hollywood, Florida. It says, hey, Q, Raider 57 from Hollywood, Florida. Down goes the Jets. This week, Raiders put the V in Vegas with a game-winning field goal for victory number six. And when you do your show on Victory Monday, tell Daniel Carlson to send me back the game ball so I could take it on to set down to South Beach to celebrate my birthday on Thanksgiving weekend. Just win, baby, the Raider way. Raider 57 from Hollywood, Florida, calling his shot, saying the Raiders are going to beat the Dolphins by three. Daniel Carlson's going to walk it off. And speaking of walking it off, did you notice week 10 ending up with uh, Monday Night Football, as a matter of fact, with the Broncos and the Bills, how the Broncos walked it off at the end with the field goal? There were six games in the NFL in week 10 that were all walk-off field goals. That's the first time in NFL history that's ever happened. That is incredible. And that's exciting for the league just because you never uh, you never know what's going to happen with these games, and a lot of these teams are never out of it. Uh, I was super shocked to see the Broncos win on Monday Night Football, but they did. And the Buffalo Bills are sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. They're 10th in the AFC right now. You know who's 11th in the AFC right now as far as overall? The Raiders. Now, the Bills hold the tiebreaker over the Raiders if you're looking at the playoff you know, kind of trajectory in the, the playoff picture. But... I mean, the Raiders and the Bills are right there, and, and the Bills are a team that came into the season with Super Bowl expectations, and they're sitting there with the same overall record 
has a silver and black. Of course, they got a, a big victory, a big-time victory, beat the brakes off the Raiders in week two. But still, you look at the records, and they are exactly the same at 5-5. Five and five. Thanks for the text, my man. I appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Big Drew in Houston. He's calling to talk about game balls that he feels like I might have missed. When it comes to one of them, he feels like I missed two weeks in a row and also comments on AP's post-game press conference. Here he is, Big Drew, calling out of Houston. What up, Q? This is Big Drew calling out of Houston on this fine victory Monday. Uh, real quick, just want to say I agree with all the game balls that you handed out. I think you missed two of them, though. Um, one of them was to Josh Jacobs. Um, he kept his head in the game, and, and, I mean, this offense just lives through him. I do know that he let go of the ball twice. Um, one of them was out of bounds, so that was in our favor. And the second one, I really do believe that he was down. And maybe I am biased, of course, but um, I do believe he was down. Um, however, it was inconclusive, so, I mean, that's a fair call. Uh, but the other game ball that you missed, and I feel like you snubbed this player two weeks in a row now, and that's uh, A.J. Cole, man. He is playing lights out. Uh, yesterday, mid-game, I tweeted that the reason we're still in it is because of him. Um, and that's true. We just have such an advantage because of the boot that he has and the field position that he creates for us um, is just amazing because we're downing teams inside the 15 every single time he punts the ball. And um, our defense has been playing well, obviously, this season. So by the time we get the ball back, we're, you know, 60 yards to go to the end zone. Um, obviously having another all-pro year. Uh, anyway, aside from that, I just wanted to note, I thought it was super cool that AP yesterday after his presser, um, after the victory, uh, sounded like all the media members were clapping for him, and that's cool. I really don't remember the last time that uh, I've heard something like that where the media team is, is applauding the coach after a victory, and that's just not for the Raiders just in general. I thought that was super cool. Um, anyway, super excited. It's really, it's really fun to be a Raider fan right now, thank God. Um, and we got our biggest test coming up. In, my, in the Miami Dolphins. It's an early game. Uh, we opened up as 10-point underdogs, I believe, which I disagree with. Is it fair? Maybe. Um, but I, I do believe that we're going to win, and, and that's the best part of being a Raider fan is having that faith back. Anyway, uh, good victory Monday. Q, love the show, man. Raider Nation, uh, let's keep on cheering on our boys. Anyways, big Drew out. Peace. Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, I miss guys because I only gave out three. I gave out one on offense, one on defense, and one on special teams. Uh, offensively, I picked Michael Mayer because he scored the only touchdown of the game. Right? Obviously, the only touchdown for the Raiders, but the only touchdown of the game, his first career touchdown. So you got to feel good about him. Got to give him a game ball. Defensively, uh, gave out the game ball to Robert Spillane because, well, he had the big interception when the Raiders needed it the most. And special teams, yeah, I, I mentioned on, on Monday, I could have easily given it to Daniel Carlson. He was three for three for field goals. Could have easily given it to A.J. Cole. He flipped the field. I mentioned that on, uh, on Monday. But DeAndre Carter put them in a good position as far as field position goes. And that's something the Raiders haven't had for a while. So that just that separated uh, you know him from, from those two guys, in my opinion. And I gave A.J. Cole a lot of props last week. Uh, for what he was able to do, having an NFL record as far as yards and average on his punts, going averaging about 63 yards a punt. That was fantastic. 
right? And that's that's that was the NFL record. So, yeah, I gave him a lot of love for that. Now, I didn't give him game balls because you had multiple interceptions on the defensive side of things. Uh, you had Josh Jacobs running for uh, almost 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. Uh, you had Antonio Pierce getting his first uh, head coaching opportunity, so I gave him a game ball. Can't give out a game ball to everybody, but there was a lot of people, especially last week, that deserved it. And the ones I gave out the game ball to this week, I just felt like that they were just really big-time difference makers. But the guys you mentioned definitely are guys that could have got them as well. As far as AP's press conference, I had to go back and check it out again. And it wasn't the media that was clapping for him. It was like family and friends that were at the back of the room. And that's happened before. Uh, I wasn't in there. I was in the locker room. That's why I didn't hear it originally, but I had it brought to my attention earlier. And I kind of thought that that was what it was, that it was probably just the family and friends that were in there checking it out. The media is not going to clap for for uh, for the head coach. I mean, they're just not uh, that's not their role. It's not their job. Uh, like I said, most of us were in the in the locker room anyway. Uh, that's we have to, a choice to make. Like, are you going to go to the locker room or are you going to stand there and, and talk to coach? I know that I can catch up with coach on Monday at the practice facility. So I'd rather go into the locker room and get the sound uh, while I can and talk to the players uh, while I can, because then if not, I'll miss them the rest of the week. And I don't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, that was most likely, like I said, family and friends. That happened one time when Coach McDaniels was the head coach as well. It was really weird. All of a sudden, uh, they got done with the press conference, and you hear a bunch of clapping. And you look back, and it was just some people that had wandered into the room, which is strange that people were allowed to just wander into the room. But thanks so much for that call. Appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Slickback Raider. What's up, Q? Do you think Champ Kelly should be given a fair shot at the GM position for at least next year? It's hard to determine if he's doing a good job or not since he got the job after the trade deadline. Also, if AP doesn't get the head coach job position uh, next year, what are the chances he could stay with the team? That's from Slickback Raider. Thanks so much for that. And good question. And I remember, uh, I think me and Vinny Bonsignor were talking about this. I know a couple of us were talking about this uh, just in general, like what, you know, you have to see from Champ Kelly to understand if he's doing a good job or not. And I think, uh, I can't remember who it was who brought it up, but they said, just the culture, you know, build the culture. Try to try to get that team together, right? Make some small decisions here and there. I mean, of course, the trade deadline is one thing, but, you know, just set up the team, run the team like like he is the GM and, and see, you know, what the plan is and how the team is looking when it's all said and done. Um, I, I know one thing about Champ Kelly. He is so respected around the NFL that the Raiders would be kind of silly not to hire him, right? I mean, he's going to be a guy. I mentioned it when he got hired by the Raiders. He's going to be a guy that's going to have his own team in like two years or so. Actually surprised he's, he's still with the Raiders at this point. I, I think that he's got a really good shot at, again, the interim job. Uh, but whoever gets the inter, or not the interim job, but the full-time job as the GM, but whoever gets it, I hope they hire him first and then let him hire the head coach as opposed to what happened with this last go around where it was Josh McDaniels got hired first and then Dave Ziegler was hired right after when he's the GM and Josh McDaniels is the head coach. So, you know what I mean? It's just, that's how it should be. And if AP doesn't get the head coaching job, I doubt he stays on. I mean, he could in theory, whoever gets the job could try to keep him on. But normally when that, that happens in that case scenario, usually the coach leaves and goes somewhere else. Um, I just think that AP has a really good shot at, at sticking on and, and, and getting that full-time head coaching spot. Uh, but, he, you know, he's got seven games to prove it. He's got to go out there, have that team playing hard, playing prepared, uh, being ready to go each and every week. You know, looking like they're ready to run through a wall for him, that means a lot. That, that goes a long way. And I go back to the Lions last year, man. If the, if, if the Raiders could finish this season like Detroit did last season, where they didn't make the playoffs, but they had hope, and they looked really good, and they were willing to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. If the Raiders can look anything like that, close to that, at the end of the season, I think that AP will have a great shot of staying on. But, again, they've got seven games left. 
to prove that they can do that. I know right now they're leaning into the Raider way. I know they're leaning into AP. The team loves it every minute of it. You know, they're, they're shouting out his 6'4 Impala. They're highlighting it a lot. So it'd be kind of strange to see them show that much love and then all of a sudden at the end of the day be like, yep, thanks but no thanks. We're going to go in another direction. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's almost like you're featuring them too much to now go the opposite direction. But at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses and how a team performs week in and week out. And the next couple of weeks will tell you a lot about this team uh, no doubt about it moving forward. But thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. That's really all I got time for on today's show. Got a call from Nathan Glass in Cali, a text from Brent in Boston, and more. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show as we continue to turn the page. We'll get more news and notes of the day, and we'll have plenty of conversation here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast as well. So until then, Raider Nation, thanks so much for your time and your effort and your uh, consistent support of the show. We definitely appreciate that on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's always awesome. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow on a Wednesday show here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.